Hi there, folks. Uh, welcome and thanks for listening. I hope that you are enjoying this sort of little side project, which is my first foray into DMing. Dan, Candice, Adam, and I, of course, uh, you know from the regular Little Realms campaign, and then we're joined by Nikki. So you get two Nikki's for double the fun from Top of the Round, uh, which is another D&D podcast. Really fantastic, great people. Definitely give them a listen if you haven't already. I wanted to note that a lot of the stuff in this campaign is, is homebrewed, but for the next couple sessions, I borrowed pretty liberally from Tomb of Annihilation, um, so credit where credit is due. In our last session, our four heroes-to-be were recruited for a mysterious mission by Wally Wallanik, head of Epic, and those heroes are Quinn Anya, a disgraced former agent of the Order of the Gauntlet who's been extracted from prison. Hargrave Wren, a hard-boiled detective with some gang problems and a mysterious contact. Thea Crane, a journalist at the Anaconda Standard and not as famous as her sister. And Lindsay Sterling, the hawkeye accountant for Epic and an avid birdwatcher. A quick heads up that this has been a pretty casual game, and Adam had a scheduling conflict when we recorded this session, so we were planning to basically just screw around during the session, but then it went and grew some plot relevance by accident. Um, so Hargrave's not in town with the rest of the team yet, but he will be back in the next episode. So on to the game. Ah, uh, not so fast. This is me, Dan. I'm going to make this real quick. Stay tuned until the end because I've got a promo swap with another podcast, Tabletop Titties. That's with two Ds. I've also got a personal testimonial on why you should listen to them. Now enjoy. start with a Lindsay Starling fun fact because I listened to the last episode and Lindsay Starling told uh, Mr. Wally Wallenick get that right? Wallenick ah shit Wallenick I told Mr. (laughs) (laughs) I told Mr. Wallenick Mr. Walmart I told Wally Mr. Walmart (laughs) that my coworkers call me the old eagle eyes. Uh, Lindsay thinks that's what his coworkers call him. But truthfully, (laughs) they have another nickname for him. He is the stool pigeon. He tattles on everyone. Oh my god. Someone's using too much printer ink, he goes and runs right to his boss and knocks on their door. So that's my fun fact. I too figured out how to shoehorn in a bird theme onto mm. Quinn. Oh Christ! Let's hear it. Mm. Quinn has very artistically done entire back bird wings tattoo. Oh, you guys sick. are the bird brains. That's awesome. <laughs> We have two fun facts. Nikki, now that we're going to put you on the spot, is there any fun last-minute improv fun facts for Thea? (laughs) Oh, God. Um, uh, (laughs) I think that she tries to draw things but she's really bad at it and there's there would be reasons that she's trying to art and just gets frustrated so yeah I'm really sad about that (laughs) I know she's a doodler (laughs) (laughs) she is a doodler she's a a stick figure doodler (laughs) 
my character needs to see his mom before he goes off. So, Lindsay. Aww. Lindsay actually lives That's with so his sweet. mom. Oh, I was, I was just about to ask how often do you visit your mom, Lindsay? Every, oh my every, God. every day. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I will, I will be honest. <laughs> is, gonna be, is this his first taste of independence? Uh, you'll find out. But... Oh, wow. Spoiler oh, yes. Spoiler yes. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So uh, he goes home. I mean, he had a rowdy night after Wally let him go to pub night. So he How ended- did the Let's Get Quizzical do that night? Obviously, we won. And I was the ringer, of course. I scooped in, saved the day. It was just surreal. I'm on cloud nine. So I crashed at a buddy's, and I'm coming home the next morning to let mom know the oh, good news. God. I open the door, uh, but it's locked for some reason. So I knock. Mom! Mom! <laughs> open up! The door creaks open, and a six-foot-one knight in full ornate bird plate mail. It's gold with black embossing, and it's got, like, feather embroidery on the pauldrons. It is the most exquisite piece of armor I've ever seen in my entire life. What the hell? Randy, why are you here? <laughs> and the human knight takes off his helm, and it's basically Henry Cavill. <laughs> this hunk of a human with a little butt chin. <laughs> hey, little guy, what are you doing? Randy! <laughs> and I just walk underneath his legs and go see my mom. <laughs> Get out of the way! <laughs> Randy is my mom's boyfriend. <laughs> what? Mom! Mom! Where are you? Over here, dear. Come on in the kitchen. I'm making cookies. All right, Mom. We got some important business we got to talk about. Oh, I've got a business venture, too. It involves magic beans. No, Mom. No, no. No more of your harebrained schemes. I need you to sit down and listen to me. But the cookies, I don't want them to burn. Mom, we can get cookies later. Come on, just turn the oven off, please. Please, please, please. I want cookies. Shut up, Randy! <laughs> Mom, why is Randy here? He stayed the night. He warmed my bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mom. You can do better than him. Why are you with this guy? It's, it's creepy. He's younger than me. He's a human. Humans age quicker. It's all right. I'm a full-grown man. And Randy is just taking off his ornate armor and, like, doing squats. <laughs> Can I just clarify that he was, like, kind of chilling around the house in the morning in his full plate mail and with his helmet on? Uh-huh. Just laying that out clearly where everyone can see You it. know what? That's a great point. I think even Lindsay's confused. Randy, what the <laughs> fuck does a squire have armor on? Where'd you get that? Lord Pennyfeather asked me to oh, to polish his armor. What? I've got oh a, my god! It's time for <laughs> it's time for me to get a promotion, big guy. And he trusted me with his personal oh armor. Oh my god! That thing's worth more than your life. Don't ruin it, Randy. I won't. <laughs> mom, mom, I can hear you. I'm right here. Quit shouting at me, mom. I got a promotion. Me too. Shut up, Randy. <laughs> Mom, I got a promotion. My boss, Wally, Wally Walnick. He came and saw me directly. Wee. That's great news. It is, Mom. Um, but I've got some bad news too. I gotta leave. Like tonight. Where are you going? I gotta go to Port Nora. 
It's a business trip. He needs me to keep an eye on things, make sure things are by the book. I keep the rescue mission part to myself. I don't want to worry my mom. Did you say Port Nara? Yeah, Mom, Port Nara. Hmm. And both my mom and Randy give each other a, a very suspicious look. Hold on right there, boy. I got something to give you. I don't want any cookies, Mom. No, no, it's not the cookies. I got something else. A little while later, the old gnome scurries back with a bag of coins jingling. Is your allowance from the last ten years? Actually, <laughs> Lindsay gives his mom an allowance. <laughs> oh my god. She's a bit of a harebrained schemer, and Lindsay Lindsay's the, the one who pays the bills. Lindsay, take this money, and I want you to bet. Bet? What are you talking about, Mom? And then Randy chimes in. My cousin's a stable herd over at the Hadrosaur races, and he gave me a scoop. What? <laughs> you want me to bet on Hadrosaur races? <laughs> exactly. This is going to be our big break. Your big break is my big break. This is perfect. The stars are aligning. This is wonderful. Mom, I'm not going to bet on Hadrosaur races. There's like 12 people there. That's a 1 in 12. That's... And he pulls out his pocket abacus and starts doing math. That's... That's an 8.3% chance of winning! <gasps> no, no, it's a sure thing, isn't it, Randy? It's a sure thing, kid. My cousin, he told me that the old, uh, fuck, what's the name of the horse I was gonna bet on? <laughs> I gotta think of a horse name real quick. Banana Candy. He told potatoes. me. Potatoes. He told me Banana Candy Potatoes was, <laughs> was just looking fit as a fiddle, and today oh is God. its day. Uh, Lindsay just smacks his head. Are you fucking kidding me, Mom? Come on, I can't... No, Mom, I'm leaving. This is what I need to talk to you about. I can't bail you out this time. You guys gotta save this money. I can't keep funding things. If I'm gonna be gone, you gotta pay the bills. Boy, you gonna listen to your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mom. No, please, let me... Let me take you to the bank. I know, like, a, a certificate of deposit. I can get you 3% APR. It's amazing. In, like, 10 years, that's going to be, like, two silver. You're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> Just got to wait. No, I'm going to bet it all, and I'm going to get rich. Do this for me, boy. <sighs> Mom. Don't worry. I'll look after her. I got a promotion. I can pay the bills now. Fuck off, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> And then with that, Lindsay's mom gives him a very stern look. Lindsay, I know you're a busy bird and you're always building nest eggs for me. And I appreciate that. But you gotta let me be. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> you gotta let me fuck Randy. <laughs> you gotta let me... <laughs> you gotta let me fuck Randy. <laughs> I need you to do this. This is gonna be easy street for me. Come on. I can live on my own with Randy and you can have your own place. <sighs> Randy, how much is your promotion? Are you gonna be able to pay the bills? Absolutely. <laughs> and he's still doing squats. <laughs> Fine, Mom, I'll do this for you because I love you, alright? But please, god damn it. <laughs> no more, alright? This is the last airbrain scheme. Oh, you're such a good boy. Take some cookies with you before you go. Fine. Quinn does have a conversation that they want to have with Mr. Wallenick 
Okay. Yeah, you have like a few days carriage travel ahead of you. So after your initial conversation, he kind of bundled you off somewhere where you can clean up and sleep the night. And his PA, Patsworth, comes and fetches you for breakfast the next morning and is kind of chattering at you about all the travel arrangements that have been made. They're an androgynous sort of person with finger wave curls and like the most pristinely white frock coat you've ever seen. It's kind of lined in electric blue and you could swear it almost glows in the dark. It kind of hurts to look at. Quinn is impressed. (laughs) But they're ushering you in to like a well-lit breakfast nook and Wally is sitting there waiting for you as they get you sorted out. Good morning, Mixon. Patsworth, some coffee if you please. Absolutely, sir. I'll be right back. Chetty bounces off. And you sit down and there's a big platter of pastries and things like little cinnamon rolls and little jam stuffed rolls with powdered sugar perfect so contrary to the first time quinn dined with mr wallenick quinn laser focuses on the sweetest looking pastries on the table (laughs) quietly grabs the largest breakfast plate and starts (laughs) piling powdered sugar jam and cinnamon rolls It's very prettily arranged, but the entire plate, including the lip of the plate, is filled with sweet pastries. (laughs) (laughs) So, we've made some travel arrangements for you. I'm afraid that Patsworth and myself won't be able to accompany you, Mixanya, but um, we've arranged for carriages. Um, We have a selection of, well, you are rather noticeable, I think. We're going to see if we can arrange for some some veils or hoods, perhaps. He kind of looks at your your horns. (laughs) Might I suggest some large scarves? You're quite a clever one, Mixania. Yes, I think that will absolutely do the trick. We have a a covered carriage, and I've arranged for a bodyguard, and I think it will be all well. Uh, You'll be there a few days before the others, I think, but um, I've arranged for a place for you to stay and do whatever you'd like in Port Nar, as long as you might want to lay low a little bit. Um, I'd say... Are you enjoying those, my dear? (laughs) He kind of pauses as he watches you take on this enormous platter of sweets. Quinn takes one of the jelly tarts and puts the entire thing in their mouth and chews it very slowly. (laughs) And then finally says to Mr. Wallenick, I am humbled that you have gone to such trouble on behalf of myself. Oh, well, you are really doing me the favor, my dear. It's no trouble at all. Quinn eats an entire cinnamon roll before speaking again. (laughs) Quinn gives a single emphatic nod, finishes the cinnamon roll. If it is not too much to ask of you, Mr. Wallenick, I do have one request regarding the arrangement that you have so kindly given to me. He's buttering a scone and glances up at you sideways. And what would that be, my dear? Quinn takes a drink of coffee that has been heavily sugared and creamed. A clean slate is one thing for myself, but I desire not to have the corruption that I have witnessed also silenced alongside my freedom. And then Quinn reaches inside of a jacket pocket and pulls out a folded piece of parchment and 
holds it out across the table to Mr. Walidick. These are the names, the deeds, and the actions that I believe your connections would be quite suited to deal with in the absence of my convictions. He takes the paper and looks it over. So for my understanding, is this something of like gauntlet agents that Quinn has worked with that they've seen doing dirty stuff? Oh yeah. Or have been directly in opposition to rules and regulations, bribes that have been taken. In some cases, it lists specific amounts and from what entity. It's just a very damning list to anyone whose name is on it. Roll insight. Oh god, I have to roll. Fifteen. Mr. Wolanik looks very intrigued. Mr. Wolanik kind of raises a brow, and he seems like he's just picked up a very good card in poker. While Mr. Wolanik is looking at this, Quinn says, Surely someone who is as selfless as to clear my name would be able to do the correct thing with that list. Well, I thank you, Miss Anya. I don't want you to believe I am some kind of saint. I certainly have my own reasons for... Well, you know very well. I have some selfish reasons for making use of your skills, but I assure you that I will certainly make the best use I can of this information. That is all I ask. Quinn eats another entire cinnamon roll. Oh my god. He's just kind of appalled and trying not to show it. <laughs> Quinn's face is placid the entire time <laughs> they are consuming this gluttonous amount of sweets. Goodness, my dear, I, I think there are some snakes in Port Nara that can learn from you about unhinging their jaws. I have been accused of having a sweet tooth. Patsworth, can you ask the chef for, for perhaps some pastries to go? <laughs> Quid's eyes ever so slightly light up. They provide your carriage and some kind of scarves and things to obscure your face. So you make it down to, to Port Nara and they put you up the Bird of Paradise Inn, which is basically a very small resort as far as you can tell in kind of the middle of Port Nara. So Port Nara for all y'all is, it's not a huge town, it's a small city on the southeast coast that is kind of well known mostly for trade and it's very hot, very muggy. A lot of white stucco buildings with red terracotta roof tiles and mosaics and palm trees and watered features everywhere. And so you're staying at this very nice little resort inn with hammocks everywhere and a very beautiful little courtyard garden and an attached spa. Thea, you've also been here for about a day. Mm. Enjoying the area, doing whatever it is that Thea does when she's got a little bit of downtime. Uh, Lindsay, you just arrived late last night. It is early in the morning, the day before your meeting in Port Nara, and you're staying at a beautiful resort. What would you guys like to do? Lindsay's going to look for his team, go to the hostess and say, Excuse me, is there anyone else from Epic who rented a room last night? I'm sorry, we're not allowed to disclose that information, sir. Can I interest you in breakfast? She, like, does the kind of Vanna White. <laughs> the, the beautiful patio in the courtyard where breakfast has been laid out. 
I respect you following the rules. Thank you. And then I turn around. <laughs> and I go to the buffet. <laughs> I did imagine that Thea was already there reading some complex book. Like, not like a fiction book, but like a study book. I'm not sure about what. Uh, but she's sitting there drinking black coffee. Uh, Lindsay, go ahead and roll a perception check. You got it. I got a 13. Alright. So you walk into this shaded patio area. There's little tables scattered around, and not many people are up right now. You see a couple of dwarves kind of chattering over their breakfast in the corner. And then you also... Now, you're not sure, because you haven't met her, but you're a big fan. You have a real Abigail Crane original sketch. Oh, God. You know that she has done some really amazing paintings. You could never in your life ever dream of affording one. Uh, But you have a real honest-to-God signed sketch. And you've seen her from a distance. You haven't met her, but you see a human woman (laughs) sitting and drinking coffee and reading a book from the back and you think it might be the Abigail Crane. Oh no. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get together, Lindsay. Um, DM, I would like to grab my secret item and take a peek at it. Okay. What is- Go for it. Uh, I guess no one's looking at me, so I don't really have to be stealthy right now. No, you can Thanks. if right. you want. I take a peek at my secret item. Well, actually, no, go ahead and roll. Uh, oh, I got 19 plus Okay, no one takes secret, special secret. note of you. Alright. Uh, I just take a look at it, start muttering some things to myself. Alright, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Come on, let's see. Slap my cheeks, and then I stash, stash the secret item, and I run right over. Excuse me! Abigail, Abigail Crane, I, oh my gosh. Uh, can I can I get your autograph, please? I've, I've sent you so many fan letters. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to say that Thea is reading, like, some survival guide or some, like, travel, you know, like, how to survive in the wilderness for dummies or something. She's just, like, trying to prepare herself for whatever they're about to get themselves into. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So as this happens, Thea is just going to lower the book slightly and just stare at him over, like, the edge of the book with an eyebrow raised. You immediately realize that you have made a mistake, and this is not Abigail Crane. Oh, boy. (laughs) I, um... Jeez. Golly gee. Sorry. Human mix-up. My bad. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Not the first time it's happened. It's alright. Boy, you'd look a lot like her, though. Strange. Never gotten that before. She takes a sip of her black coffee looking a little sour. I need to take another peek at my hidden item, because I don't know what to do right now. (laughs) One One more peek. Roll day 13. Okay, I don't know what your secret item is. <laughs> what do you want me to do with that? 
I want to know if any. I don't know. A parrot poops on your shoulder. <laughs> that actually happens. You feel a weird weight on your shoulder, and you look over, and there's a white splotch, and there's a parrot flying by. <laughs> I drop my secret item with this bird shit on my shoulder, and you can see the book on the ground: How to Win Friends and Influence People. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh jeez yeah it, just like in slow-mo it's gonna look down at the book and then look back up at you what's your uh your business here oh boy well it wasn't to meet abigail crane or her look-alike i'm i work with epic so i'm sorry i'm not a look-alike I'm 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 sorry. She's much prettier. I just no, I'm, what? <laughs> I work with Epic. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Thea is just holding her face right now. I'm I'm. I apologize. I overreacted. Um, I'm sorry. What was your name? My name's Lindsay Starling. I. I'm also new to this. Um, what? What's your name? Thea. Hi. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Hi, Thea. Um, boy, I've never been in this situation before. Um, <laughs> ooh, um, um, um. <laughs> Do, is it customary for me to tip now? Do I pay you? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm feel really embarrassed. <laughs> I don't work here. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, do you? No, I told you I work with Epic. I'm on a business trip. I'm a big businessman, and I'm actually... Epic. Yeah. Are, uh, are you sure that you work for Epic? I'm positive. I'm Wally Wallenick's uh, right-hand man, if I do say... Well, all right, that's a fib. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to fib. All right, I, I am... A, you know Wally... Yeah, I know Wally. Do you know Wally? Thea is going to put down her book and nod. <laughs> How do you know Wally? Uh, I'm on a trip for Wally. Maybe we're on the same trip. He told me I was going to work with a team. Uh, you? <laughs> You're looking at the up-and-coming star of accounting right here. <laughs> and I give myself, like, point at myself with both my thumbs. Ah. Thea is staring her brows kind of crunched together and she's trying to think of why they would need an accountant on this trip <laughs> and then she's going to assume that maybe it has something to do with magic do you need somewhere to sit for breakfast <laughs> that would be wonderful and then I put my book how to win friends and influence people as kind of like a, a kid stool, and I sit on that. <laughs> oh my god! And I pull up a chair. Quinn, when do you show up? <laughs> right oh no. about now. A very tall red violet tiefling with two sets of horns, with their hair pulled back into what could best be described as a jogger's ponytail walks into breakfast and they are wearing an open front pale blue shirt with fantasy jogging shorts and they're very short. Are you obscuring your face or horns at all? No. 
Alright, uh, Thea, go ahead and roll uh, either perception or history. I'm going with perception. I rolled like crap. Nine. Okay, a tiefling just walked in. (laughs) (laughs) They have very distinctive horns, and this strikes you as relevant, but you're not sure why. Like, something about it kind of pings your your journalist brain. You're kind of distracted by uh, this gnome that has kind of not imposed himself on you exactly, but sort of stomped on a sensitive spot and now might be your co-worker, possibly. And also is building a little nest out of his hash browns and putting the eggs and the (laughs) avocado inside like little bird eggs. (laughs) Have you done anything about the bird poop on your shoulder? I wiped it off. Somebody's staring at you in confusion. (laughs) This tiefling surveys the room, a fine sheen of sweat because they have clearly just been working out, zeroes in on the sweetest looking thing on the buffet, takes a plate from the beginning of the buffet, walks to the middle of the buffet, and puts, like, the entire platter onto their plate. (laughs) Oh, Quinn will love this place. Like I said, there are beautiful honey-soaked, almost like baklava-type pastries and little kind of donut-type things soaked in rose water and orange blossom, and there are these beautiful little jewel-like tarts glazed in honey- so Quinn fills the plate and then realizes there's another platter of things they want <laughs> and then shrugs slightly and then double layers the plate. <laughs> and once they're satisfied, they do the thing where you stand awkwardly in the middle of the room and look around to see if there is one, an empty table or two people that look inviting. You see one server kind of biting their nails as you pile everything on your plate and then clearly run back to the kitchen to get more pastries. Um, (laughs) But they kind of know you by now, so you also see someone else is already coming out with more sugar for the coffee station. A much bigger container than they had the first morning you were here. But you see, you see a pair of dwarves that look like they're having some sort of intimate couple moment. And then you see a human woman looking very quizzically over her book at a gnome who, is, who appears to be playing with his food. <laughs> so, Lindsay is used to shouting at his mom, so he doesn't really have a, an indoor voice. And as he's talking to Thea... I see that book. Are, are, are you my guide? Did Wally hire you to be my, my guide? Loud enough that Quinn could definitely hear <laughs> yeah. the word Wally. So hearing Wally, Quinn turns to that table and slowly begins to walk over. I, I'm not a guide. Pardon my interruption, but did I overhear a, a Wally mentioned? And might that be a Mr. Wallenick? Thea looks over. There's a massive tiefling talking to you with so much candy on her plate. On their plate. <laughs> That's exactly. And they're also like in a sheen of sweat. Lindsay's a little intimidated how big you are. He's kind of speechless for the first time. Are you a waiter? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not, but if you would like me to get you something, I would be more than happy to. I'm all, all right. Uh, you know Wally as well? Yes. Is there another chair? <laughs> There's chairs everywhere. There's even ones with like a slot at the bottom for tiefling tails. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. Quinn puts down their plate and then spies a tiefling chair and pulls it up and sits down in it and sluts their tail through the gap in the back. <laughs> Thea looks very intrigued by you. <laughs> Lindsay is not making eye contact. He is just like hiding his eyes, eating his little bird nest. <laughs> Uh, Thea, as you're taking a closer look, go ahead and make a history check. 16? So, you can't be sure, but this tiefling does have very distinctive horns, and you haven't seen a picture, but you keep up on the news, and there has been an ongoing story the last few weeks or so about a tiefling in the Order of the Gauntlet with horns that look very much like this. The Order of the Gauntlet is its kind of like the FBI of the Heptade, like the enforcement arm of the FBI. Oh, okay. That kind of went rogue, went nuts on their team, attacked a bunch of people, and then got arrested. And they were going to be court-martialed, but there was some kind of jurisdiction argument brewing. It's been causing some political ripples, you know that your sister's fiance has been kind of talking about some of this. Okay, so as Thea is studying Quinn, Quinn <laughs> is stuffing their face with a pastry and chewing. <laughs> so Thea's eyes just turn from curious to concerned to slightly shocked to concerned and then back to worried and then she's going to look down at her book and then quietly can I say I think we talked about this can I have like a like a notebook like a reporter notebook in my bag yeah absolutely <laughs> okay I'm gonna pull that out and then a pen or a quill or the equivalent and then set it down slowly she is going to clasp her hands together and put them on the table and then look very professionally at Quinn. Quinn, did you give your name? No. Okay. Chetty gave you a fake name to use that you're booked under. Quinn does not remember that. Oh, no. I figured that would be the case. But you have one. Wonderful. <laughs> what did you uh, say your name was? <laughs> My name is Quinn Anya. It's a pleasure to meet you. Who do I have the pleasure of meeting? You hear scribbles as Thea is writing your name on the piece of paper. Thea, with the name you know, this is absolutely the person the jurisdiction or was over. She stiffens a little, but keeps her composure. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Thea, Thea Crane. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And Quinn wipes their hand of sugar and holds it out to you. But while you're doing that, Lindsay and Quinn also make history checks. Okay. That is a 15. I got a plus five to history because my quiz boy skills. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got a 19. <laughs> uh, when they say the name, you also recognize that this person has been in the papers as someone who went nuts on their team in the Order of the Gauntlet and like caused a bunch of chaos and got arrested. Quinn, because it's humans, they all kind of look sort of similar, but you do know of a human family of cranes. You haven't heard of a Thea, but you know of an Abigail Crane because the theater in your hometown is named after her. She's a great patron of the arts. Dear wow. God! <laughs> oh, 
as Quinn is shaking Thea's hand, they say, Oh, it is a pleasure to meet one of the Crane family. <sighs> what might your profession be? And Quinn looks down at the pad that they now see their name is scribbled at the top of. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm a journalist for the Anaconda Standard. Quinn smiles and says, Oh, that is an admirable profession. I have utmost respect for those in the press who make current events knowledgeable to the average citizen. Thea squints like she's trying to see if Quinn is lying or not. You can roll inside if you'd like. Okay. She's just like, but the news makes you a monster. Uh, okay. Seven? <laughs> You're just so taken aback that you can't read them. <laughs> <laughs> Thea is going to scribble and try to hide it this time, but she's scribbling, doesn't mind the news, question mark, question mark. Quid finishes their handshake with Thea and then turns to Lindsay. And who are you, good sir? You see Lindsay's mouth is moving. It's kind of like a... <laughs> his, his, his eyes are at his crotch. It's kind of like a kid cheating in class. He's got a book underneath the desk that he's been reading the whole time. <laughs> Hand is also outstretched towards you. Let's see. Number four. Begin in a friendly way. What lovely horns you have there. My name is Lindsay Starling. <laughs> And I force a smile that looks really awkward. <laughs> and I extend my hand. Quinn oh my gosh. Takes your hand. Squints at you for half a second. And what is one of Lindsay's defining features? I mean, I'm 40 years old, but I look like I'm a Marty Balding. I'm pretty paunchy. I've got a leather pocket protector. Uh, I mean, I'm Milton from and, the office. like, the massively <laughs> thick glasses with oh, yeah. eyes, like, Coke, magnified. Coke bottle glasses. So Quinn takes your hand, shakes it, squints for half a second, and then says, It is a pleasure to meet you, Lindsay Starling. You appear to be a man with a mission, and that is an admirable pursuit. Let's see, number seven, let the other person feel their ideas good. Um, <laughs> I, I agree completely. I have admirable pursuits. <laughs> and, I, and I nod. Here's another question. Does Lindsay hold the handshake uncomfortably long? Uh, here, let me roll for that. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. <laughs> You'd notice too, Lindsay, that Quinn's hand is a little bit sticky. <laughs> so, uh, how about that weather, huh? It's kind of kind of hot here. <laughs> just, just the most awkward fucking conversation. <laughs> it's like 7 a.m. and already 80 degrees out. You guys are in the shade, so it's not so bad, but it's getting kind of humid, too. It's quite hot. I had to wake up before the sun was up to even be able to make a run this morning. Uh, uh, I, I don't mean to offend, but uh, what's an accountant doing on this trip? Quinn is still holding Lindsay's hand. <laughs> I finally take my eyes away from my book and look at Thea. She looks concerned. <laughs> 
You're an accountant? Yes, I am the accountant. I'm I'm an up-and-comer at the company. Wally saw promise in me. I pointed out some discrepancies. I mean, I'm a team player. I think I'm here to really just make sure the mission stays on task and that everything falls within the company interests. With my other hand that's not shaking your hand, I pat my pocket, and in my pocket mm-hmm. protector, I pull out a little mini hand guide that says, The Epic Guide to Adventuring. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, at the same time you're patting your pocket, Quinn takes their other hand and pats the back of your hand. Numbers always eluded me. Truly, you will be an asset to our team. And then Quinn gives the back of your hand like several comforting pats and then removes their hand so that they can start eating pastries again. Thank you. I appreciate that. What are your guys' jobs here? Are you from marketing or like sales? (laughs) What do we got? I'm just here for the truth. So you're not in sales then. <laughs> Quinn's eating pastries. No, not not in sales. However, uh, Quinn, what is your profession? <laughs> Quinn finishes chewing and swallows a pastry. My understanding is that I am here for protection and extraction. What are I extracting? I don't know. I figure Mr. Wallenick will tell us. He mentioned rescue, but he didn't go into any of the details yet. I, uh... Wait a second. I'm the truth seeker. I, like, turn sharply at us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the truth seeker. What, 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 what is your profession again? <laughs> truth seeker's not a profession. What are you? Uh, I'm a journalist. Oh. <laughs> I look deflated. <laughs> Unlike Quinn, I do not respect the the, the media. Oh, okay. Uh, Quinn eats a pastry. Um, huh. Do you have issue with that, Lindsay? Numbers don't lie, but the media does. Mm. Excuse me. Would anyone like coffee? I'm going to get up and get some coffee. Out of the corner of your eye, you see an attendant, like, bringing in an even larger container of sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Pia does, like, grab her mug that is empty and hands it over kind of hesitantly. Takes slack. Of course. Quinn takes the mug, looks at Lindsay. Yeah, I guess I'll take, um, uh, coffee. I don't normally drink caffeine, but hey, when in Rome, or when in, when in Nara City, <laughs> when in, in Port Nara, got it on three. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Quinn goes over to the coffee stand, fills Thea's cup with black coffee, and then fills Lindsay's cup with like half coffee and then half cream and then takes the rest of the coffee pot, pours it into the cream pot and returns with that. The server just hands you the the container of sugar. (laughs) Amazing. Quinn very daintily serves the two of you coffee and then sits down and starts drinking from the cream decanter with a little coffee. (laughs) Thea is going to blink at you and then look back at Lindsay. I'll have you know, I've never lied on any article I've written. Not that any of them have ever been published. 
Now that's not entirely true. Once they took three lines of one of your articles and posted it under the horoscope. That's so sad. <laughs> what, a, what a blow. <laughs> Has Thea done any writing for like magazines or things on the side? Um, I don't know. Your sister, your sister has suggested many times that maybe you should write a, a play script and that she would, you know, she, she has connections at a lot of places and she could like make sure that it got at least one showing. Um, but that kind of turned you off to the whole idea of independent presses. <laughs> oh yeah. That Aww. would make the immediately stubborn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I'm sorry. I came off wrong. I closed my how to win friends and influence people and try to wing it. I just think that <laughs> other than the financial reports and the, the economist, I, mean, I just feel like what's the point in a liberal arts degree? Am I right? <laughs> I... Lindsay says that, and then Quinn goes, I do not have a degree. That's okay, you're the muscle, right? So, Thea is awkwardly drinking her coffee, and when Quinn says that they don't have a degree, she is jotting that down. (laughs) (laughs) And still, like, really badly trying to hide it from them. Roll stealth. Oh, God. Oh, oh, my God. I rolled really well. Hold on. 21. Fuck, Quinn. These pastries are so goddamn good. (laughs) (laughs) At the table, there's a little stand-up of the same pamphlet that I sent you guys earlier, like last week, that had basically, like, touristy things to do in Port Nara. Huh. Well, sometimes at work, when things get rocky... My boss will have us do team building exercises. I, well, I, uh, oh my god! Perhaps maybe we could do one of those and all partake in an exercise before our meeting tomorrow. Quinn stops uh, uh, chewing for half a second, stares off into the middle distance, and remembers Order of the Gauntlet team building exercises. and then comes back to reality. Thea just quirks her head to the side. Uh, alright. All Let's start right now, then. And Lindsay hops off his high stool and extends his arms. Trust fall. Are you guys ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> One, no. No, two, uh, no. Three. No. Ah! no. <laughs> catches Lindsay Sterling. Wait. With that no, question. both of you make dex checks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quinn and Thea, please make a dex check. Oh, no. I have a plus oh. zero to this. Well. <laughs> please, God, someone catch me. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two. Uh, so did I! <laughs> uh, okay, so, Lindsay, you pitch over backward and whack your head on the floor. <laughs> um, Thea, your book goes flying. 
as you try to catch him and you trip over your own chair and accidentally knock your coffee off the table and fall over. And, and Quinn, you lunge, but your tail gets stuck in the other side of the chair slot and you send both yourself and the chair toppling. Um, so all the servers and the honeymooning dwarves look over to see what the fuck is going on. Oh, oh my head. Quinn picks uh, themselves up and then reaches down to help pick Lindsay up and says, I do not mean to critique your trust fall, um, but when we did it with the order, it was from the height of the table, not the height of the floor. <laughs> Where's the coffee spilled? Some of it's on you, a lot of it's on the table, a lot more is on the floor. <laughs> okay. Um, a server is running over with a mop already to like clean... Quinn is apologizing profusely to the server, but it kind of falls flat because their tail is still stuck in the chair and then they then have to spend a couple seconds extracting it. I'm so sorry for the disturbance. Thea's like trying to scoop the coffee with her hand back into the cup because she just feels awkward, you know? Oh, it's all right, dear. We, we've got it. Oh, please, please take a seat. Check, please. You've got this tourist brochure that you're looking at. Quinn has, like, picked you up from the ground and put you back in your seat. Thank you. <laughs> My team building exercise didn't work. Do, it, do any of you guys have an idea? Oh, it's rubbing my head still. Well, there is this pamphlet. There are quite a few activities in this pamphlet. I can attest to the quality of the baths at this resort. I turn bright red. <laughs> I... That is not what I meant by my suggestion of that. I didn't, I didn't think anything. <laughs> are you suggesting we bathe together to be a team? No. I am suggesting that I bathe so that I do not stink while we continue our team building exercises later in the day. I mean, if, if we want to have no secrets, I guess. <laughs> you would know that the bathhouse here is like, there are like communal bathing areas, but it's also like a spa kind of thing. Like you can do massage and like mud masks and that kind of bullshit. I'm still pretending to do what the book says. That was a great suggestion and I appreciate your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that the bud masks are very satisfying. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps we should all get mud masks. Okay. <laughs> Quinn said that with a straight face. Candace could not. I, I, I've never had one of those. Neither have I. It will be a learning experience. Well, mud mask and togetherness. I guess that's a team building exercise. <laughs> but where's are we masking each other? Is that the teamwork aspect? I do not know, truthfully. 
some birds they dust themselves with dirt to get rid of parasites. Is that <laughs> is that what we're doing here? Is that <laughs> should we should we mud each other? <laughs> get rid of the parasites? Perhaps we should ask an attendant what a butt mask entails. Thea raises her hand <laughs> and tries to get attention from one of the waiters. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay starts talking about sparrows and the dust bathing they do. Oh Fuck, I hope Harlan's the glue that holds this group together. <laughs> oh my god, my abs are straight here. Okay. <laughs> oh my Jesus gosh. Yeah, a young woman uh, hurries over. Oh, can I get you more coffee? Uh, no. Uh,. Can you explain in great detail the process of mud masking in a group? She gives you kind of a sideways look and she's like, um, are you asking about the services available at our, at our attached spa or, um, in the, uh, in the throat? Uh, I guess both. Well, I'm afraid I can't speak too clearly about the throat. Um, and they tend to be very, very discreet in their services, um, but they do offer more or less anything you can think of to offer, and they are very um, serious about privacy, so you wouldn't need to worry about any um, any scandals, but um, if you're interested in our spa... Thea's taking notes. Um, they have many rejuvenating uh, uh, recipes of different muds and clays from um, local uh, local areas that that have a very uh, youth and freshness to the skin. How much does this cost? Um, don't worry, I've been given to understand that for the three of you, everything is being covered by Epic Enterprises. Huh. Uh, where's the team building in that, though? The attendant looks very confused. I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. Does it say in the pamphlet that there's a team building aspect? I believe that the team building aspect is the quality time that we are allowed to spend with each other. Uh, excuse me, Quinn. <laughs> Let the, <laughs> I, mean, I, <laughs> I appreciate your contribution and your ideas thus far, but <laughs> I have a better idea. My mom's a big fan of plays, and she watched this play called Too Hot to Handle. And the <laughs> contestants, they would write on each other in mud things that they were that they were called. Oh my god. Words that hurt them. So why don't we each and I'm like trying to grasp at your notepad, Thea. <laughs> why don't we I, I am holding it away from you. Why don't we each write a few things that have hurt us, that people have called us, and then we pass the papers to our partners and we write those words on each other in mud. The attendant is giving you a very strange look and is like, if you have any other questions about our spa services, I will be right over here. And she retreats quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That sounds like an actually very lovely idea, Lindsay. Uh, however, I don't know if we necessarily need mud. We just need parchment and a pen. <laughs> I think that your contributions are great, and I love where your head's at. <laughs> but Thea is slowly dragging her notebook closer to her chest. 
But part of the trust exercise is sharing it with one another and being open and letting them write on you. At least that's how it was in Too Hot to Handle. God, I just remembered what show you're talking about. To be clear, I do not have an issue with being written on, if that is your concern. My only concern is team building. There's a long silence, I feel. <laughs> Both in real life and in game. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not solving this one for you guys. You gotta figure this out. <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> I mean, we can always go explore, you know, and talk about what hurts us. I don't know if that's a good way to team build, but uh, 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 there seems to be a lot to do here. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do know what I intended to do with my day. Uh, Lindsay, did you have anything that you wanted to do with your day? Well, obviously, we're not going to team build. And I throw my pencil in disgust. <laughs> No, lead the way. Why don't you guys do what you want to do and I'll just come along. Quinn, what was your plan? My plan, as I said, was to freshen up and then I was going to walk around the market and purchase every pastry that I could find on Mr. Wallenick's money. Uh, uh, I don't know if, if he would appreciate that or the company. Do you think the throat has... Like, weird pastries? Oh, probably. I intend to make it to the throat, but I would understand if you two did not want to accompany me to the throat. Oh, I'd like to go. I have this notebook, and I'd like to see how how they live their lives. Oh. I, I pull out my uh, field guide to adventuring by Epic, and I flip through the pages. I uh, don't think we're supposed to be doing any illicit activities on company time. I, uh... I would never bill such activities to company time. I'm merely curious. I, I flip through the pages. Well, it doesn't say anything about what you do on your own time, so it uh, <laughs> seems fine by me. So... The markets in about an hour will meet down here. Gidoki. <laughs> so just for my own clarification, are you guys going to like the regular market or to the throat or both? Quinn intends to go around the normal marketplace first. <laughs> oh wait, wait, you said meet in an hour, right? Yeah, Quinn needs to take a bath. Theo's gonna go change her shirt because her one it has coffee on it, so oh. she's gonna go change clothes. <laughs> Is there anything else anyone wants to do in the hour interim? Um, I think Thea is just going to take some additional observation notes on the two of them and then force herself to put her notebook like back in her bag and then change her clothes and go to meet up with them feeling a little a little like her confidence is dashed just slightly because like who did she just get put with (laughs) I hold on I I thought of something real quick I could do with with Thea (laughs) no (laughs) so you're sitting there in the shady courtyard (laughs) so I oh god I, I approach Thea I'm assuming maybe let's just say that you got there before me if that's all right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I approach Thea. I say, 
Hey. Uh, <laughs> good day. I heard Quinn say that you were Thea Crane. Is that right? Right. Listen, I'm sorry about that liberal art comment. I'm really glad that people like your sister exist to paint. I mean, I'm glad liberal arts exist for content like that, and I just wanted to let you know that I didn't mean what I said. <laughs> Thea, Thea is rubbing her forehead, and she's going to blink at you and then lift her brows. You apologized by telling me you're happy about my sister's existence. Exactly. And if it's, if I may, <laughs> can I get an autograph? From me. Not from you. <laughs> from your sister, if that's cool. Listen, Lindsay. Yes. My sister and I don't really talk that often. Oh. And you need to get over the fact that we're related. Because I am not my sister. Well, uh, hey, I think I see Quinn. <laughs> you don't see Quinn. <laughs> I just walk away and wave at a stranger. Hey, we're over here. Quinn comes down five minutes later. <laughs> Quinn comes down five minutes later. I guess I got the wrong person. Uh, yeah. Hello. It seems as though you are having quite a lovely chat. Shall we make it to the markets? Oh, God, please, yes. <laughs> Quinn, are you wearing a face scarf? Oh, gosh, no. Okay. It's too hot for that. Cool. I just imagine Thea being like 20 to 30 feet behind Lindsay, looking really frustrated. <laughs> Can I imagine that we proceed to the markets with like with Quinn in front and Lindsay a few feet behind <laughs> and then poor Thea 30 <laughs> feet behind yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, you guys make it to the market. It is, it's like, you know, like maybe mid-morning. It's already hot as fuck. It's really hot. It's really humid. You're still in a nice area of town. A lot of beautiful little like, gardens and water features everywhere. Palm trees in this area. There are monkeys and birds everywhere. And as you enter the market, it's kind of loud and chattery. It's, it's already very busy this time of day. Even despite the heat, you know that around noon, it kind of goes down as the sun uh, really gets overwhelming. But there are lots of little stalls everywhere and beautiful smells of things to eat. There are uh, pamphlets posted around for the Hattasaur races later this afternoon with lists of the different races and who's going to be racing. What would you guys like to look at? I would like to find street food. Glittering rock candy. There are, um, there are, I don't know, like candy ginger, colorful saltwater taffy, um, and little twists of wax paper. There's more of these kind of fried donut, uh, jam-filled sugar things everywhere. Just baklava, everything you can think of. <laughs> uh, please go to where you would like to go, and I will keep up. Do not worry about me. And walks over to a rock candy stand. <laughs> Thea's looking for anywhere that looks interesting or intriguing or magic-y. Okay, so as you walk along, there are lots of places of like weird curios, weird little candles on a skull, and 
um, funny little, you know, statuettes uh, that they claim have all these abilities. You cross a guy who's hawking different tonics and things, kind of like tries to grab Lindsay and sort of, oh, I've got this hair tonic for you that'll really get you going up top there. <laughs> and you actually do see a f- very familiar sight for you. You've seen these before. A stand with a little mini stage where it looks like they've had a few different shows kind of cycling through. And there's like a schedule of the different things that'll be on. One of the things on the roster is that Epic will be doing a demonstration of some of their magical wares. Oh. Yeah, I'm interested in that. (laughs) Don't touch me. My mom says my hair is natural. Get out of here. (laughs) Yes, but it could be so much more lustrous, don't you think? God, yeah. You could have flowing locks down to your knees, my dear boy. No. (laughs) He's he's following after you. And I can do so much for your complexion. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn has picked up the equivalent of a cannoli and is eating it. Quinn's got a cannoli. You're fighting off some guy who's trying to sell you, like, face oil now. <laughs> I'm pulling out my darts. So I'll poke you. <laughs> I know how to use this. <laughs> and you're interested in seeing the magic show. Okay, so the epic people are in the process of setting up. Uh, it looks like, like, mixes are pretty common in the heptade. She almost looks like a little porcelain doll. She looks like she, like, an elf, but very, very short and delicate. She looks like she might be, like, an elf halfling mix, maybe. Um, very pale with braided ringlets, very petite and delicate. Wearing this very flowy, uh, elegant cloak is kind of directing some people are arranging stuff and people are kind of starting to gather. Some people have been kind of standing around where the last show. Quinn is finishing their cannoli and walks over to where Thea is standing and waiting for the show to start and has procured a bag of kettle corn and silently offers it to her as they also wait for the show to start. Thea looks over, lifts a brow, and then shrugs and takes a little bit. (laughs) Quinn takes a little bit, too, and then looks around for Lindsay. Lindsay scampered off from that crazy, bizarre man who kept trying to rub my head. (laughs) So maybe I'm around a corner where they can't see me yet. But once I've gotten away from him... (sighs) I hate the city, I hate the city, I hate the city. (laughs) I overhear a bookie talking about the Hadrosaurus race. And I remember my mom and fucking Randy in their bet. My cousin's a stable herd over at the Hadrosaur races, and he gave me a scoop. Three or four stalls down past this little plaza, there's a little stall for bookies for the Hadrosaur races this afternoon. All right. I want to get it silver quickly, so I run over there and I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I remember the name. It was a ridiculous name. Does anyone remember <laughs> the name? Uh, roll a history check. No. <laughs> Boy, I have plus five on that, though. Uh, 17 plus 5, 22. It was banana candy potatoes. Here, I want to put my money on banana candy potatoes. You have to get in line, sir. Bye-bye. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I hate gambling. Gambling's stupid. Just take my money. Sir, please get in line. I respect your your rules. <laughs> Fine. And I go and stand in goddamn line. It's not that long. There's like four or five people in line. It's still early. I feel super shameful that I'm about to make a bet. Disgusting. <laughs> one in tw- I'm muttering one in twelve odds. What a fucking joke. Back in the plaza, they're setting up, and it it looks like. Do you guys want to talk at all before the show starts? 
Uh, um, Quinn doesn't have anything to say, but they will keep an eye on Thea and the popcorn eating, and whenever she finishes eating some popcorn, Quinn will turn the popcorn container towards her and offer oh. it. Thank you. <laughs> of course. You like food. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to talk before the show if you don't. No, want please to. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so awkward. <laughs> At several points in my life, I have been accused of having a sweet tooth. Is that all you've been accused? Uh, never mind. Thea quickly no. put popcorn in her mouth and starts crunching loudly. No. Thea goes quiet. Luckily, right at that moment, the show conveniently starts. <laughs> <laughs> this charming little porcelain doll of a healthling steps up onto a box on stage and starts kind of giving what Thea at least would recognize as the standard spiel at these shows. Talks a little bit about the history of Epic and all the wonderful things that they sell, and then about magic hitting the world stage in this splash. And then she does a twirl, and this cloak that she's wearing, that's very normal, sort of green, dappled cloak, she does a twirl like a little ballerina on her box, and the cloak ripples into like a shiny violet satin. Apparently, just by magic does a few more twirls like this. The cloak changes colors a few more times. At one point, she kind of gestures over to the side of the plaza where there's a three-story building that's sort of at the side. But she's got a companion who's up at the top waving a little feather around. And she says something about how, look at my friend who's going to jump. It's so dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And he jumps. But he, he's holding this little red feather and just floats gently down to the ground. This would be a very standard spiel for Epic. She's still listening closely to see if there's anything that she hasn't heard before. I think it's maybe unusual that you... Oh, well, roll history. Ooh, 22? It's not often that they give that kind of offer for people to step up and try it themselves. She is greatly intrigued, but does not volunteer. <laughs> Um, you you do see other people going up and giving it a try, and it looks like they lay their hand on the stone. There's some kind of, like, writing or something inscribed on it. They place their hand on the stone, and the writing, like, glows for a minute. And then it's like all the dirt just slithers off of them. Hmm. Intriguing. You think? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, Lindsay, you've finally gotten up to the front of the line. Race and bet. I'm I'm a half I'm a I'm a forest gnome. Which race are you betting on, sir? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I've never done this before. Uh, hadrosaur races. They're race. all hadrosaur races, sir. Which race are you betting on? Which one is... What's the name of the horse again? Or the, the race of the dinosaur? Roll history. Nikki! No! 
I rolled a four this time. You <laughs> can't remember the name no. of the horse. You think it has something to do with fruit. Uh, um, but the, whichever one has um, um, Banana Foster in it. Is there a, is there a hadrosaur named Banana Foster? <laughs> There's Fostersaurus Rex. No. There's... Banana something? <laughs> There's Banana Candy Potato. <gasps> That's the one! <laughs> Here, take this. Uh, Here's Here's some money. Oh. How much are you betting, sir? That's race number three. It'll be running at 2.30 p.m. this afternoon. It's a one to five wager. One to five? I, um... What's your bet, sir? Oh, I look at my mom's purse that she gave me. We never determined how much it is. You want me to roll for it or just make shit up? Just make shit up. Uh, I'll say it's uh, 20 gold. Ah, oh, Jesus. This, this could pay rent for two months. Also, okay. be aware that if you lose the bet, you'll have to pay back what you bet times three. What? That's not how betting works. That's what the table says. One to five means that I would get. Oh, you're right. Like, it's times five. If bad. it was a five to one. <laughs> no, one to five. You're saying I'm going off the table in the book. There's a, in the D and D book. Yeah. Well, neither of us know how to bet, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. If you, you have to pay back five times whatever you bet. Oh shit. What? Uh... I hear my mom just like screaming at me in my head. Come on, do it, you little pansy. <laughs> <laughs> I take this money. I don't care. I, it's like, uh, I count it real Just quick. Tell me what you're betting, sir. There's a lot. <laughs> 20 gold. <laughs> 20 gold on banana candy potatoes in race three. Yes. She like rips off the ticket and hands it to you. Next. I feel like I died. It's the worst. <laughs> All right, I go back to the stupid meeting. Uh, go ahead and roll me a d6. I rolled a four. So it's before noon. You gotta wait to find out what happens with your okay. race. I'm gonna mope back to wherever my party is. The tail end of the magic show is happening. They're still taking volunteers. I'm already deflated, and then when I see it's a magic show, I get even more deflated. Fuck. From your company, it's epic. Yeah. It's like the, the epic logo is everywhere. The one piece of fact about epic that I don't take pride in. Fucking magic. I find my fr my coworkers and sit next to them. Oh, hello, Lindsay. What were you up to in your absence? Nothing. You guys roll perception. Thirteen. <laughs> You heard him say fucking magic. <laughs> I rolled a 17. You definitely heard him say fucking magic <laughs> as he was coming up. Uh, <laughs> it, what? Huh? Ma magic? Magic? Huh? What about it? You realize you audibly mumbled <laughs> a bad word. I start sweating bullets. Look, please don't tell Wally that I said something bad about the company. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> I, I know that I'm not allowed to badmouth the company, especially not to, like, co-workers. Come on, guys, listen. <laughs> we all make mistakes, am I right? Yeah. I just, I just personally don't agree that magic is a thing, and I, I, I let that slip, but I promise I'll be more professional from here on out. Quinn nods <sighs> at you. Thea doesn't really know what to say to that. Thea, remember that trust fall exercise? You know, I trusted you and you let me slip. I'm now I'm going to trust you again. Don't tattle on me, all right? Come on, I need this job. 
it, you yelled trust fall and gave us <laughs> no warning and we all fell on the floor so i i'm not seeing your point <laughs> my point is we all made mistakes today and <laughs> i didn't make a mistake Maybe. i agree with thea <laughs> <laughs> Huh. <laughs> oh God, Lindsay, <laughs> I'm concerned about you. <laughs> hey, so you guys like food too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Would you like some kettle corn? And Quid offers you the bag of kettle corn. Food's good. Well, we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> and the team was formed. <laughs> Where to next? I see a baklava vendor over that far corner. I'm going to head that way. I think I'll head to the, the throat and see what kind of magical items they have. So early? It's not even afternoon yet. My curiosity doesn't wait. Very fair. My apologies. Here, why don't you take some of my bird seed? I mean, I mean, not bird seed. <laughs> why don't you take some of my sunflower seeds and munch on that, and then we'll go to this throat, and then when we come back, we can get baklava. All together? Okay. That's called a team compromise right there, guys. That's how we do it. I like that plan. Let us to the throat. So you're going to the throat, I guess. In the middle of the day, the throat is actually kind of in a weird little canyon sort of thing. It kind of like creates these high walls that are with all the awnings and stuff that are kind of built into the cliff face. There's more shade than you would think. Um, so it's actually kind of dark in the throat. But it's as you get there, it's kind of lots of layers of kind of imagine you're walking down this long, long, long winding alley. It's kind of dim. And if you like look forward there's kind of like lots of similar to what you saw before like stalls on either side um selling things and shops kind of like built into the cliff faces and then if you look up there are sort of wooden trails that you can take up the cliff face and there's actually like little stalls and things like clinging to the fucking face of the cliff itself on little ledges and things that are uh, you look a little sketchy in terms of structural integrity, but there are people, like, walking around <laughs> on them. Quinn, go ahead and roll me a d20. Sure. An 11. Um, so yeah, you guys walk to the entry of this area. There's not signage or anything, but there's definitely a big, obvious cliff alley type thing into this sort of dim, shaded, long marketplace. This is like a creepy nocturne alley from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are we doing here? <laughs> We're looking for evidence of magic. <sighs> yeah. Quinn nods at you and kind of starts leading the way in. Thea takes out her notebook <laughs> and follows you. Some of the stalls look similar there, and then kind of some, you know, think like bundles of leaves that are very obviously not just regular tea. Um, and you see a booth where a guy is doing sort of a traditional, like, hammer and needle style tattoo 
on a woman who is hunched over a chair and gritting her teeth through it. You see a sign for uh, fortune tellers. Are you looking for anything in particular, Fia? I mean, just magic in general. I think that she would probably stop at the fortune teller and approach curiously. There's a guy, you can't just walk right in. There's like a a sign that says, Madame Serenity painted sign with like these big creepy eyes painted on it. And like a little representation of a a crystal ball. And there's like a grumpy looking uh, Goliath standing outside. Rather than a stall, it's almost more like a tent. So it's all enclosed. Um, And there's a Goliath out in the front who is basically, it's it's like five silver to even get in to see Madame Serenity. Thea is going to approach and stop and then look back at Quinn and Lindsay. Team building? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thea is digging out five silver and approaches the Goliath. He's like eight feet tall and just like a massive guy with tons of tattoos and as you approach you can see he's got this like moker scar on his face and a glass eye he holds out this massive paw like hand and takes her coins and gives you a, a once over but then like pushes the curtain aside to let you through but he stops the other two from coming in he kind of holds out his hand for more money <laughs> Quinn fishes out five silver and hands it over to the Goliath they clink into his palm he turns his one eye on you, Lindsay. I start patting my pockets. Do you have change for a gold? <laughs> <laughs> he nods brusquely. Quinn digs out five more silver and puts it in the Goliath's no, hand. No, 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 I don't borrow money. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Goliath shoves you through. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pay you back. It is not my money, Lindsay. It's Mr. Wallenick's. No, I didn't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, (laughs) All right, so there's, um, you look around, and there's, it's not a very big tent. Like, there's enough room for you guys all to stand, but you're like, you're not social distancing by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) Um, So there's kind of a table with a bench with just enough room for all of you guys to squeeze in together if you want to get sort of cozy. Um, And (laughs) uh, a table with a sort of a round, fist-sized white crystal on it, purple tablecloth, and there's sort of like paper lanterns hung around inside. So there's a sort of flickering pinkish-purple light. Uh, Madame Serenity herself is a female dwarf with braided sideburns and, and, and beard. And she's got this like this long kind of dark hair and these uh, these really pale eyes and you're not sure right off the bat if it's makeup or if it's a tattoo, but she's got these kind of like dark spiky shapes uh, drawn around her eyes. She kind of gestures to the bench. Sit. The sits looking very intrigued. <laughs> Quinn sits, looking very placid. Lindsay sits, looking very awkward. So who will be the first? Quinn looks at Thea. Well, Lindsay looks at Thea. She is looking at Lindsay. I'm like nodding my head at Thea. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lindsay should go first. No. <laughs> 
All right, fine. Let's get this magic over with. Ooh, tell me my fortune. Um. <laughs> my dear, put your hand on the crystal. I make a snort, and I put my hand on the crystal. She's not even looking at the crystal. She's looking at you, and her fingers, her spindly fingers, are still, like, steepled, and she's kind of hunched over, like, looking at you. You're very... Bright and shining all that right here. My mom says I'm her golden boy. Oh, I see many more colors than gold. You have more of chaos about you. I think you bring great strife wherever you go. And I think you're gonna get a bad Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, are we done? <laughs> well, if you don't want any more of your fortune, then fine. I still get the silver either way. Who's next? Thea looks a little sad. <laughs> Quinn looks at Thea. <laughs> like, no one wants their fortune fun. <laughs> All right. Thea will just reach forward without being told. <laughs> she stares at you for a long minute, and she stares <laughs> at the crystal, and she stares at you again. Grown up in the shadow of great fame, haven't you? Is <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't escape it even here. Miss Abigail Crane is quite a patron of the odds. <laughs> <laughs> you do somewhat resemble her, my dear. Are you perchance related? <laughs> Thea is holding her face with her free hand. <laughs> Never heard of her. Yes. Well, second and less favored, perhaps. But you fell into the sea, and the sea chose you. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? <laughs> Quinn. They're sitting sideways in the booth so that their legs don't have to be squished under the table. Your long ass legs are like squashed up off this bench, which is kind of dwarf sized. Um, and <laughs> your knees are like brushing the, the cloth of this of this tent. <laughs> yeah, so Quinn reaches their hand across the, the table and puts their hand on Crystal Ball. She's staring back at you, kind of tapping her her spindly nails together, um, and she's stalling because the DM needs a second to <laughs> to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting any of this. Okay, she peers at you for kind of a long, weird minute, and it's got a very different vibe. But when you were staying with those friends, learning what they had to teach you, there was always this weird kind of... You don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like there was something in the air there, where it just felt kind of tingly and different. And since you've left that place, it's almost like the air is dead. Like, almost like a, the weird echo, like a ringing in your ears, kind of like after you've been listening to a sound and it stops really abruptly. And you, you feel it's similar to that, but almost like a different note, like kind of weird and faint and discordant. She says, you have touched power before, my dear. 
and the hand of power touched you back. I think that you shall feel that touch again in the future. Alright, that's five silvers worth. You've got to pay more if you want to know more. <laughs> Have we had enough magic yet, Theo? <laughs> If can you do a reading for all all three of us together if we all put our hands on the the globe at once? She's giving you a sour look. Twin <laughs> hands a gold out. That'll be twenty. Wait, 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 no, 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 please not company money. I I pull out a gold. Here, take this. <laughs> I'll need eighteen more than that. What? Eighteen no. gold? I don't usually do group readings. Come on, lady. We know this is a crack of shit, all right? Take my gold and give us a reading. Well, then get out of my tent, young man. <laughs> it's for the good of Epic and... Uh, team building. Yes. <laughs> if nothing else, Lindsay, we are helping to contribute to the well-being of an entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> I'm flipping through my manual. This doesn't seem kosher. Here, take my money. Come on, just take it. (laughs) (laughs) Thea already has her hand back on the glove. I pay out of my pocket. Okay. (laughs) Fuck damn it. Okay, uh... (laughs) Sorry! No, it's okay. Um... And she finally crinkly kind of sits back down and waves away the Goliath who had kind of shoved open the tent flap and was looking at you all kind of uh, sourly. Do you all place your hand on the crystal together? Yes. <laughs> Quinn does. Okay. Yay! So you all place your hand on the crystal. She starts to kind of say something and the crystal goes pitch black. It's like Vanta black. Like a whole in the table and it almost looks like a single drop of light sort of falls through it and then the entire crystal blazes blue white um, and kind of blinds you for a second and when you blink away the sparkles and stuff there are six marks round little symbols burned into the tablecloth around it And she looks super freaked out. Her pale eyes widen, and she looks very freaked out. That's it. We're closed for today. Out. Out. All of you. Out. Well, what does it mean? Get out, young lady. We're closed for business. We paid you. Yes, and you got your fortune. The Goliath pushes open the flap. Trouble in here, Madam Serenity. What do those symbols mean, Madam Serenity? I don't know. I've never seen them. I'll roll insight. Thea has her notebook out and is trying to draw the symbols in her notebook. I rolled a 12. It seems like she's telling the truth, but she's very freaked out and trying to hide it. Mom, I take it that... No one in recent history has gotten this reaction from the crystal. I said get out! Barney, get rid of these folks. They're causing me trouble. (laughs) The Goliath, like, shoves open the flap. Time to go. We will depart peacefully. There is no need. Quinn exits the tent. I scurry out. (laughs) Via finishes her scribbles and squints at Madame 
grumpy pants and leaves as well. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Alright. So you guys, I don't know, probably get into all kinds of ridiculous trouble. And maybe you go see a hadrosaur race. I don't know. Uh, you lose. No! You owe the bookies a hundred gold. Oh, <laughs> fucking Randy. <laughs> Which I don't know if you have it. Um, but they, they've been, they've given you an understand if you don't pay it up by the end of the month, they'll send someone to break your legs. I'll deal with that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a meeting tomorrow at eight okay. with Mr. Lamp. Normally I don't give testimonials until I've heard an entire show. For tabletop titties, I'm going to make the exception. I am just starting episode two right now, but I'm already in love with this show. Like these gals, they do everything live, which is mad kudos points. There's no way in hell I could do that. But they also are like just professional voice actors. They've got outstanding music that they contribute. I think their intro song was even written by one of the players. But my absolute favorite thing about the show is that it slides right into my wheelhouse. My favorite TV trope are tournaments. I love the Triwizard Tournament from Harry Potter. I love the Chunin Exam from Naruto. I love Hunger Games. And Tabletop Titties starts out with a good old-fashioned murder tournament. Titties is a new Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast run entirely by people of marginalized genders. Join me, Dungeon Master Charlene Bear, and my four chaos demons as they attempt to survive the Wildwell Trials in Tabletop Titties' first homebrew campaign. A fight to the death. A test of skills and ability. A conspiracy theory for rebellion in the making. But also... Feel the pain of my fist if you touch my cat. Darling, it just fits your style. Are you a paladin? Because <sighs> I'm smitten. Don't follow me. I don't know what I'm doing. Tabletop Titties, available live on Twitch and wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, follow us on social media at Tabletop Titties or visit our website, www.tabletoptitties.com. That's Tabletop Titties with two Ds, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs>